Welcome to The Next, where we talk about pop culture until we can't stand it anymore, and we nix it. I'm Justin Hartung. And I'm Fanny Darling. As always, a quick warning, there might be spoilers for anything we talk about on this podcast, but we always do our best to let you know that they're coming. This episode, we've got thoughts on Free Guy, the movie that asks, is there a limit to Ryan Reynolds' kick-fuckable charm? Kick-fuckable. You know, when you can't decide if you want to kick someone or fuck them. Here's my six-dot ellipsis. All right, as always, uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts app, Podchaser, Podbean, Stitcher, CastBox, or wherever you can do such things. Fanny, do not pretend you do not know somebody that you want to both kick and fuck. I'm not going to pretend that, but I didn't know it was a thing. And also, don't pretend that a six-dot ellipsis isn't offensive. Okay, this is a a little insider baseball, so we have to explain. I put six dots, apparently, in our Google Doc for an ellipsis because I did not want to... (laughs) <laughs> um, script Fanny's response to my terrible joke, and so I I left a little extra room. But <laughs> that's not extra room. It's an actual punctuation mark. It's an actual thing. It is three periods. It's a thing, people. I made it worse. Stop making fifteen dot ellipses. <laughs> Just stop doing it. Dot 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 dot. Anyways, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Free Guy, the very kickfuckable Ryan Reynolds stars in this sci-fi comedy about uh, an NPC. For those of you that don't speak the video games, like me, I didn't know what it was. That is a non-playable character. So basically like an extra in a movie, um, but in a video game world. Uh, he realizes that he is in this terrible crap world of violence and sadism. Uh, Jody Comer of Killing Eve plays a game developer in the real world who finds herself surprised to suddenly care about Reynolds' character and his mission to make the game a gentler, kindler, kindler, a gentler, kindler. I don't think that's his mission. Um, place yeah his mission is to love her in i mean he loves her but he's also in the process i mean he gets that um (laughs) also chaining 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 channing tatum does some weird shit in this movie uh that made us laugh a lot like howl with laughter that was great that's the first thing to know about this movie as if you like channing tatum even if you can remember his name or not um (laughs) justin asked me is it tatum channing or channing tatum and he wasn't kidding i mean every time i can't i can't remember this he's like such a fascinatingly bland but interesting actor he's like the matt damon we all deserve in a better way or like we don't deserve no (laughs) no you're right he is the matt damon we all deserve i just watched rounders the other night and you are not wrong if channing tatum had been that i would yeah now i want channing tatum to be matt damon yeah we can make it happen (laughs) in a video game uh what did you think of free guy i thought free guy was utterly charming and incredibly funny and very sweet. I really liked this movie. I would watch it again. There are people that I think would really enjoy watching it. I've been recommending it all over the place. I mean, is it going to win awards? Is it going to change the world? No. But I, I really loved it. I thought it was great. Really, really liked it. And Jodie Comer and Joe Keery, both really great and hope they get a lot more roles. What do yeah. you think? Before we go into spoilers, um, I... 100% agree, and I had very low expectations for this movie, despite how fuck, kick-fuckable uh, Reynolds is. Um, yeah, but keep, keep trying to make kick-fuckable happen, it's Justin. Happen. Um, he, it, it's like this movie plays with that very idea of him being kick-fuckable, and like, <laughs> basically like really goes in places that I did not expect. This is such a plea for kindness, a plea for um, community without being toxic, as somebody and and look as an old guy who does not play video games watching this i felt like it saw me a little bit as far as like uh this is what's wrong with video games today like i get that like anybody who loves blowing hookers brains out in um you know grand theft auto might be like you're just old but also like maybe question your uh hobbies i don't know um but i really liked that this movie thought about with technology 
why are we doing this? Here's right. what we could be doing. Um, and I liked that the character, like, I think my only quibble with you saying that he wanted to make it kinder and gentler was I don't think that was his goal at the beginning, but I liked that that became his his goal, you know, was to, oh, everybody else can be kinder and gentler and you can, and everybody needs to have a voice and everybody needs to be happy and good to each other. Well, and, almost more than him being like in love with her was more like somebody noticed me. Yes, And I exactly. think the way that the movie ends up playing out, um, maybe we should just go to spoilers here, yeah. uh, you know, one, um, Collapsing uh, weird uh, mashup of city skyscapes. Um, two Tatums. Two Tatums. <laughs> uh, three Channings. Very freaking, and three Channings. And four. Um, ah, damn, I had another one that was good, but I lost it. Oh, four blatant, uh, terrible Disney cringy uh, promotional moments. Um, all right, full spoilers. You've been warned. Um, the fact that this movie ends with the very uh, kickfuckable rebels, um, not. Like, Getting the girl. Just, and not just kind of being like, and just sort of being like, that's not the thing here. Like, yeah. I, I found out I had a different mission, which is very... Yeah, like, and I love you, but I love you because I'm a machine who was built to love you by someone else. Yeah, it's also like the real world stuff in this movie. It's like so many of these movies do that so terribly. Um, and this movie does it in a very sweet, believable way. Yes. And, um, man, Jody, if you've been watching Killing Eve and thinking, Jodie Comer's great, but I bet she's just only going to do that psycho nope. thing. She is funny. She is like a romantic comedy lead. She is so great. Yeah, <laughs> she and Joe, Joe Keery are very... They, they play just... They play very well as friends and uh, colleagues, but their chemistry is great. Uh, Watiti is... Chewing up every piece of yeah. scenery that he can get his jaw around when he unhinges it like a fucking snake. <laughs> but he's having a great time. He and the, I don't know the name of the actor that that basically plays the guy that's friends with both sides of the equation here. It's the guy from Britney Runs a Marathon, I think. But oh, yeah. yeah. They're both great, and yeah. they're having a fun time. Yes, could it have been someone slightly less over the top? I'm sure it could have been. But I also can see how he read the script and said, you know what? I'm Watiti. Let me do this. Yeah. And they said, put on this long duster and go do it. It was, I thought it was really fun. And generally it's a game, it's a movie that doesn't reject the pleasure of video games. Not at all. But also is like, could we be doing better? Yeah, we probably could. Like, right. And it also in the, the new trend, I know some young people. I, yeah, I do not. So fill me in. Fill and me that in. new trend in video games of building a world and just going back and visiting it and, and a house and a, a community. And, you know, it's basically like if Burning Man only video games, I guess, kind of. Gross, but sure. Uh, you know what I mean. The, the building of community. Uh, burning. Uh, don't get me into Burning Man. I'll go bad. But there is, there's, you know, there's your animal planets. There's your... Games like that where you literally do just evolve a game and this idea that then those players would learn, you know, those characters, those AIs would learn also to become better people and maybe that would change the world is very interesting. Yeah. And I liked that and that there can be more to video games than putting on a cool outfit and going and kicking the shit out of like ghosts basically also the way this movie handles like gun culture is so interesting and weird like yeah. it's sort of like he, oh no he, that's still a problem yeah and and it's basically he's like at one point realizes that he can also score points by being a good guy and he's stealing guns from everybody <laughs> he just keeps them <laughs> just keeps yeah. them and, but the movie doesn't also like you know, it's like we know you're watching an action movie, and part of the fun of this is going to be things blowing up in guns. But it has a very deft tone about being like, "But like, yeah, what like is? Could we be doing better? Could we, or could we do something different? Or just like, absolutely, yeah." Um, just really loved. Okay, Channing Tatum. Oh, we got to talk a little more about that scene. Delightful. Um, doing this funny, uh, like basically avatar of a kid sitting in his mom's basement. Um, being, he wasn't in the basement. It wasn't that cliched. He was in a room upstairs. Yeah. But yeah, he was the basement dollar. Yeah, and but it also treats him with a little dignity. Yeah, and it's like it sort of does this really nice balance of like, like being like, yeah, we, this is the culture we're in, and we can't like judge it or change it. But I'll, and but like see these people as real and funny, right. and like 
quirky because this kid apparently is playing his Channing Tatum avatar as like a, a homoerotic uh, meme machine. Um, Don't freak- touch my special sock! Uh, it's so <laughs> funny and so weird. Yeah, I just it was, was great. unsurprised how weird. I was surprised how weird this movie got. Like yeah. it just is like very odd in a fun cult classicy way that I yeah. really really enjoyed. Um, the one thing I did not like, as I joked about. The fucking terrible, blatant, like, Disney cross. Like, that was the one part of the yeah. movie that was really like, oh, really? We got to do, like, a Luke's, Luke Skywalker? Oh, we're going to do a little Hulk thing? Like, TBD. really? Yeah. It just, yeah. Don't, we don't have to do that. <laughs> it's like, we can, we can have a real community without fake community. <laughs> That's deep, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> So so said many Marvel fans. Um, <laughs> all right, we liked it. There's not much to say about this except go see go it. Go see it. It's really fun. It's I laughed my ass off. Um, Lori Howard is great in it. Um, it's really just. It's a very perfectly pitched little movie all the way through. Lil way. Ray, that's his name, right? Lil Ray, Lil Ray, Lil Ray Howard, right? Yeah, yeah. Lil Ray Howard. I I always love him. He's funny. His comic timing cannot be beat. He's so sweet in this movie, and him and Ryan Reynolds' characters. You just want to like slam their heads together and hug them. Well, and the fact that their friendship, these very supporting characters in this game, become kind of like the oh, romantic I don't leads. Really care about the romantic thing of like, like this is, and not in a not no, in a gay not, way, not they, in a, the like a life say. partner way. In a in very a, just like oh, these small moments like that you don't notice like. Yeah, it's very they, critical of toxic masculinity. Like, everything about this fucking movie is Those very, two characters really look out for each other in a way that's yeah. touching as hell. Love this so, movie. Yep. I, yeah, I think it might end up in my top ten of the year. It's really I'm good. I'm very surprised really to say that. So, um, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, still kick fuckable. Um, Keep trying to make... I thought it was fuck kickable. Make up your mind. Kick fuckable. I mean, it depends on the day, right? I don't know. It um, doesn't, no. Because it's not a thing. Should we talk about uh, the... We saw... We did what you saw there? We did what you saw there? Sure, let's talk about uh, we did what you speaking saw Speaking of there. things we always try to make happen and then forget what it is. But. <laughs> you forget. <laughs> uh, sure, let's do it. I guess I'll start. Sure. Um, okay, Showtime uh, back in, for its second season is work in progress with Abby uh, McEnany. Yeah, I, good. Uh, I think right. that's good. I'm, I'm, I'm a bad Irish person, but I think it's <laughs> McEnany. Um, this show is just so fucking good and it's so good in so many different ways uh and all of it is real world real problems kindness um i don't have a ton else to say except probably go back and watch it it's about a as she describes herself queer dyke and her friends and her struggles with therapy and ocd and not even struggles, but just her walking through life with her family. And it's it's kind, it's funny, it's a little cringy, but does not lean into the meanness of that. And it's just a really, really good, solid show. And there's going to be something in it that's going to reach out and touch you and go, oh, there, here's you. Nice. You know, and I, this is such a great show. And I hope that people continue to watch it because I'm it excited is to watch it. I haven't worth it. yet. And I really love the first season. And I feel like this is a show that I almost as a non binger, I need all the episodes just to like, there's yeah, something there about are, the show where it's like, I just want to keep watching it. There are six or seven right now. And there's okay. only going to be 10. So I can dig in. So, so yeah, like, you yeah. can start to dig in. They're cool. half an hour, but I, there's at least six, possibly seven, that have dropped. Um, I watched the first two episodes of The Chair on Netflix. Yeah. This is um, Sandra O, oh, one of the fucking Duplass brothers. The, the more irritating one, I don't know his name. The one from Transparent. Right? Yeah, but, that yeah. guy. And they, they call him the... Um, Oh, they call him some. Sandra O's oh, father calls him something like the disheveled man or something, and it's like perfect. The crumpled man. He says, "Oh, the crumpled man in Korean." It's fucking perfect. Amazing. Um, Holland Taylor. Let's all bow, bow down to the you know shrine that is Holland Taylor, please. A bunch of other people. This is about an English department at Schmale or Schmarvard or one of those <laughs> could be you know like Schmainbridge. I don't know. It's well written. I will probably go back and watch it. It was buzzy for like 30 seconds. Yeah, it was. I feel like 
all my academic friends were like, yeah. you, we should all be watching the We chair. should make academic, academia interesting. Right. Nobody dies, whatever. <laughs> you know, Holland Taylor's great. And isn't Sandra O oh great? I mean, oh, Sandra O's oh always great. That yeah. goes with, I, I guess yeah. Holland Taylor's being great goes without saying, too. Right. Um, yeah, I liked it, but it kind of fell out of my head, and I want to watch the rest of it just because I like so many of the actors, but I also really want to punch the Duplass guy in the face a lot. But he knows it, it's, which I think is his saving grace. I don't even think that saves him. I think that makes him worse. Hmm. It's like, oh, you know it, and you're still not fixing it. You're leaning into it, and that makes you more irritating. I find him interesting, but that's I good. find him being like a guy that's sort of like making fun of like. LA privilege, you know, like not making fun of it though. He Mm. pretends that he's making fun of it and he's not making fun of it or he would stop doing it. I have issues with the both of the Duplass brothers and he irritates me more than the other one. (laughs) Anyway, it's about Schmarvard. Go watch it. I also watched on Netflix, I don't know why or how I sat for an entire day and watched uh, Clickbait. They've been selling it hard. It keeps popping up anytime I open it up. Yeah. Zoe Kazan, who I love. Uh, Betty Gabriel, who was, you most people will remember from Get Out and her amazing face acting in that and how wonderful she was. And Adrian Grenier, a punchable face from Entourage that I've never watched a moment of. Also from other stuff, but that's what people know him from. And and discount Oscar Isaac. Uh, I guess his real name is Phoenix Rari. Never heard of him. Yeah, I haven't either. Comparing him to Oscar Isaac is not a complaint. He's fucking hot. He has a really strong Aussie accent that he's trying to hide. He is not. This is set in the Bay Area, so maybe that's why I kept watching it. Fun. It is about a kind of fuck-up sister with a sort of, like, better older brother who gets kidnapped and put on the web for a viral video that says I abuse women at 15 million I'm sorry at 5 million views I die and they have to try and figure out how to find him and who has kidnapped him I mean you keep letting the next one play but it's not nearly as profound as they think it is again that Phoenix guy's real hot (laughs) Zoe Kazan I love her but I don't know if I love her because she and Paul Dano are so fucking cool and charming and had a baby that they didn't tell anybody that they had, or if I love her because she's actually talented. Is she from Girls? No. no. Who no. is she? She does look like uh, Mamet's daughter. Okay. On, Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, she okay. does look like... Uh, and is she related so, so. to Lainey Kazan? No, as? she is uh, okay. Elia Kazan's granddaughter. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway... It's fine. You could do worse than watch it. It's set in Oakland where they also have the University of Oakland. Not a fucking thing, you guys. There's no University of Oakland. If they mean Laney, that's not what... Yeah, it's not a thing. And they also have a Google... It even sounds wrong. Yeah, they also have a Google knockoff thing that is called Query Now. Oh. Yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Query Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in Fort Worth with my niece, so I watched some kids' shows. I watched Yay. Vivo on Netflix, which is uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Gloria Estevan. The main character is a monkey, voiced by Lin-Manuel Miranda. This is charming and sweet and will make you cry. I need to watch this, I think. You should probably watch yeah. this, yes. It's okay. very sweet. This monkey uh, ha- has been raised by his you know, his dad character who was had a long lost love, who is the Gloria Estevan character, and the his not huge spoiler alert happens very early that that owner, his his dad, his papa, as he calls him, um, dies and he wants to get the song that he has written to Gloria Estefan about their long lost love to her. So he enlists the help of uh this like kinda sort of irritating preteen character who uh, is fabulous but she sings a song about I, I uh, let's see I dance to the beat of my own drum and so she's kind of like everybody thinks she's a little bit much except for this and even the monkey thinks that but then they join forces to get this song to the Gloria Estefan character so that she'll know that this dead guy loved her you're gonna cry it's very I'm sweet I'm it's I did not know there yeah. were monkeys involved. Speaking yes. of monkeys. Speaking of monkeys, I, I also watched Raya, Yay. which Justin talked about in the last episode. So go back and, and watch. But there is a con baby and a bunch of monkeys. And uh, this is very, very sweet movie. I did really enjoy it. Uh, I don't understand why they hired Alan Tuduck to be Tuck Tuck if all he was going to do was make noises. But, you know, good on you. Earn that Disney money, I guess. <laughs> 
It is a cute movie, though. Super cute movie. Um, I can't think of her name, who was Astrid in um, Crazy Rich Asians, and she's about to be in The Eternals uh, as well. Right, and but also she in Chung was, Chi. Yes, yeah. she was the antagonist yeah. in Aquafina. this. And, yeah. God, I love her voice. She was delightful in Raya. I really loved this. Yeah, she this was great. Goofy, like, sort of mixing this, like, you're the sacred like dragon, and you're Aquafina, and you're yeah. really goofy. Like, yeah, I'm nice, not talking like, about Aquafina. Oh, sorry. I'm talking, talking about? about the woman who played Astrid in Crazy Rich Asians, the 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 rich, very ah, distinguished okay, woman okay. who was in the Eternals, and she played the the antagonist. She okay. was the woman that but that went up against. In Chi and not, yes, yes, getting she played the role. woman who was. She played the character that betrayed Raya Got in the it. beginning, okay. and then that oh, they went. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, she's very formal yeah. and beautiful, and I, I can't think of her name. I okay. will look it up. But it was a great character, though. Yes. too. I loved the that dynamic between yes. those two sort of young women like that was a good I, I good thought writing. it was great I, yeah. I'm not so sure that I completely her name is Gemma Chan okay oh, and I am right. not sure that I am completely on board with the blindly trust anyone message to a five-year-old but <laughs> the, I mean is that really where it landed I don't know can, I watched it with a three-year-old and a that's times, where right? it landed with me and 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 that yeah. three-year-old's mom but also yeah. it's I we don't have to get that serious about it there's also a baby con baby. Yeah, a con baby <laughs> con baby and the the monkey ninjas yeah. i need a lot of them yeah so anyway and i bought my niece a tuk tuk and that made me the best aunt in the whole world i may okay i'm one of two aunts like real aunts but i'm still the best one because nice. i got the tuk tuk of course um we all know that i love a scam slash heist slash cult slash multi-layer marketing Tale. So I watched Lula Rich on Amazon Prime. This is about the Lula Row, you know, legging people that suck real, real bad. Is and this different than Lula Lululemon? That- yeah, Lula Lemon okay. is different than okay. Lula Lemon is is involved with a different scam. Different cult. Those are they. They are landmark people. Oh wow! Lula Row is multi-layer marketing and Mormons. And um, did not know this was a thing with leggings. Yes. Anyway, they sold like you know they were more Amway ish. Right. And uh, but they have recently been sued by the state of Washington for actually being a pyramid scheme, and they did all kinds of terrible things. And they were Mormons, and they then and made people go get like lap band surgery down in Tijuana and yeah this is some crazy shit it's four episodes it's totally worth watching one guy got very upset and now boycott there were some really really good moments in in this movie in this documentary where you're like okay that was something that just happened one of the guys who had kind of been disillusioned with the whole thing at, they had conventions, of course, where they'd hype all the people, like, come get your upline and all of that, you know, and they would hire people to sing, and one time they did Katy Perry, and at one of the shows they had Kelly Clarkson, and this guy's like, and now I can't listen to Kelly Clarkson, and I really like that song that she does with that duet that she does, and he went on and on about how much he really liked this one song that Kelly Clarkson did, but he can't watch her anymore. Parker and I were dying. <laughs> Because he was so earnest about now he can't love Kelly Clarkson, but he really loved this one song that she Wait, did. So was she like she performed at one of their okay. conventions? They no, they gave her a million dollars. She came and sang at the convention. That's like did she that, ever turn against them or no? No, I mean now. doesn't okay. uh, Katy Perry didn't either. They just it's like the guy that sang at the opiate uh, thing. Right, that's right. just what they do. That's yeah. how they make their money. Gross. Um, then one of the guys who was all who. Had once he left the the leggings Ponzi scheme, uh, pyramid scheme, he then tried to get people that had also left to invest in his pot farm Ponzi scheme. That was amusing. Nice. They showed a husband and wife that were sitting and talking about how great LuLaRoe was and how it was empowering to women. And they said, "So can you tell us how it's empowering to you?" And the husband went, "I'm going to take this one, honey. Okay." <laughs> to talk about the leggings. To talk about how it was empowering right. to women. Right. <laughs> like, completely no irony involved there. Can you shut up and let me talk about how this is feminist for you? It was hilarious. It's totally worth watching. These I'll people are even evil, and they really, really need to be in prison. Uh, American Horror Story. 
The double feature one? Yes. Okay. I keep getting confused. Has started. Okay. It is not stories, which is the one or two episode per where he can't go, where Ryan Murphy has to be somewhat contained. This is the new, the 10th season of the I can do whatever the fuck I want, and I have more money than God, and I'm renewed through season 14, so fuck all you people. And there are two separate stories this season? I think like so. One I, half is... I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. We're, we're still in the first okay. half, which is, takes place, I believe, in Cape Cod. That's a place, right? Yep. Um, Where my grandma was In from. the wintertime, and all of these artists go there because every, is Cape Cod is it gay sometimes? Yeah, there's Provincetown is a very gay... I like, think it's in Provincetown. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yes, That's because... That's where everybody got... All the gays got COVID this summer. Excellent. Yes, only it's in the wintertime. Okay. So all of the artists come up, and Evan Peters and Francis Conroy in a truly epic outfit are, like, super successful writers, and this... Write this... Basically, Jack Torrance and his family come up, and... Um, he can't. He has writer's block. He meets them. They give him this little black pill. It's called the Muse. It may, if if you have talent, it makes you super fucking talented, and you can do whatever your talent is: writing, playing music, painting, acting, whatever it is. You get super fucking talented. It's basically like on you know, like on amped up to cocaine for a million. But you're talented. If you do not have talent, it saps you of all of apparently your pigment and your hair, and you become basically this horrible vampire that walks around sad because you don't have talent. But even if you do have talent, it messes with your vitamins and you have to drink blood. So you get to be hyper talented and successful and a vampire. Or no, 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 no. Just that I have talent, so I would get to be hyper talented, (laughs) hyper successful, and a vampire. I am not seeing the downside here. Now, is anybody asking what the pill's uh, critical sort of framework is? Like, what is it? Just like it just knows. It's just. They actually try and go into this. Angelica Ross plays the chemist, and she tries to go into this. I tuned out on that shit because I do not care because I want to be a hyper talented, rich, and famous. Writer that like, hangs out with Evan Peters and eats people. This is what I want to do. This my is brain is like, how does the pill work? They go into that. <laughs> okay. you, I, you, I might like this more. Apparently, in the next couple of episodes, we're also going to get aliens, and I'm going to tune out because I space think that's is the second fu- half. I it, think that's it, the second. Yes, and we're future. like six episodes yeah, in, so right. I'm going to tune out because space. That'll be is, whole new characters, I imagine. Anyways. I don't know. Yeah. I will keep you posted. I fucking hate it. Space is boring. I just want to be a super hyper hyper talented vampire that Billy Lord gives me. The aliens looked lame, I have to say, from the post. I want Billy Lord to give me a super talented tattoo. Also, Billy Lord's really cute. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, I, yeah. I also went with Parker yesterday to see The Card Counter, which is a movie that nobody has heard of. Written and directed by Paul Schrader. Written and directed by Paul Schrader. How did he go from, like, that critical giant hit with Ethan Hawke Last Rights or whatever, and now everybody's like, oh, there's a new movie nobody's talking about. I mean, but. nobody really heard about Last Rights either. We did because we're us. I guess so. Yeah. Um, produced by Martin Scorsese. Uh, Oscar Isaac's The Real One is in this. Not the uh, fake one. No, not the fake one from Clickbait. Both hot. Don't get me wrong. Oscar Isaac's is real short. He is. That's yeah. what I learned from this movie. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Haddish, I love you, Tiffany Haddish, please be my friend. Ty Sheridan, who I think I've seen in stuff, he's a younger actor, and Willem Dafoe for a a hot second. This is, we thought, a movie about a guy who had been in prison and then is like a card counter and a poker player. It is kind of about that. (laughs) It's also kind of about Abu Ghraib and, like, revenge. And Oscar Isaac and Tiffany Haddish, like, having chemistry. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah, I don't... I don't think this was a good movie. I think this was an incredibly well... I think that in spite of the fact that this wasn't a good movie, Ty Sheridan, Tiffany Haddish, and Oscar Isaacs were acting their ass off, and the three of them and their relationships all each with each other, you know, Isaac with Sheridan, and Isaac with Haddish, and Haddish with Sheridan, and Sheridan were all really good. They were doing all the work. The script and the directing was a little too on the nose and trying to do too many things and very up its own butt about, ooh, look at these lights. Right. 
sort of just a swing and a miss, which is upsetting. I think Ty Sheridan played the reboot of the X-Men. He played um, Eyeball Guy, um, Cy- Cy- Cyclops, the, the guy with the red. Is he a young guy with a lot of blonde yeah. hair? Yeah, yeah. that's him. I think that's him. Yeah. He was good in this. Um, it's not the worst movie you could sit through for two hours. You feel every minute of the two hours. There, you're definitely involved in it, and yeah. it you the are feeling it. Right. It's like slow, like watching a play. Yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm not going to tell you not to go see this movie. I'm, I know that some critics are really digging it. I just, I wanted it to really be more about the three people and right. the world of competitive gambling. Uh, that's way more interesting than to me than there was torture and we're coming for you. And even though most of there was nothing super icky in this movie that you had to like endure, which I really did appreciate nice. any of the torture. Most of the torture was either implied or really happened off screen. Right. But I didn't know that was a part of the plot. And I was just much more interested in the other aspect of this film. Um, in the if you can't do spook, I don't care about your ick, which is a thing that we've talked about horror wise today, which you guys didn't know, but now we have. I am reading a book. It is called The Girl from Raw Blood, and it is by Katrina Ward. I wanted to read The Last House on Needless Street, but because of the weird ass publishing uh, Suez Canal thing that means I can't get books right now, uh, the book that I wanted has been really? delayed another month, so I'm reading her first book. That's Have you not heard really? about that? No. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. Wow. Yeah, uh, there's all kinds of books are being delayed, their publishing dates, because wow. and it stems back to the Suez Canal thing. It's crazy. Yep. So, anyway, this is a set in the early 1900s and it is basically a family curse ghost story and I am enjoying it. It's super moody. I'm only about 10% in, but Katrina Ward, I think I like you. Nice. Uh, when I was about 8 or 9 years old, too young to be reading this shit, I read uh, Night Crew by Stephen King, which is short stories. Night Crew, right? Yeah, Skeleton- Night. No, Night something. Sel- yeah. Skeleton Crew, but it wasn't Skeleton Crew. It's right. the other one. Night something. Yeah. Um, one of the stories in there is a, is a story called Strawberry Spring. It blew my mind for reasons that I'm not going to mention here because I don't, because they have spoilers in them. And it has now been turned into a fictional podcast. Huh. Three episodes have dropped. Um, it is one of my favorite short stories, and so I am very much enjoying this podcast. Uh, Milo Ventimiglia and a bunch of other people are doing the voices. Worth it's fun, worth checking out. Um, I liked it, and I listened to it on the plane. I'm going to go into some news here. I know Animal Kingdom has finally decided to find its footing for its latest season, season four, in episode eight. Wait, that means it was just bad for the first seven episodes. It was just boring. Yeah. It wasn't even yeah. bad. It was just boring. Finally, yeah. they have figured out what they're trying to say this season, and now I have like three, three or three to five episodes that. to go. But yeah. I'm like, gee, thanks, you guys. Right still like it whatever it's fine but now it's finally gotten interested uh p valley season two is filming can we hurry up i saw that that's now on a, some different um it's like hulu something i was, was like oh, stars I can watch this well now. stars and hulu well probably because they're filming season yeah, two they've put, they put the first on. one yeah, on hulu, i need to so watch it. Get to it it's yeah. so good i yeah. have stars anyway you can yeah. always watch it true it's so good, and it will change the way that you see the word Mississippi because you'll have to see it M I crooked letter crooked letter crooked letter I crooked letter crooked letter I humpback humpback I. Trust me, you'll get it. It's there. a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's great. Um, Succession has season three on October fifteenth will be airing at some festival, so that means we're going to get it sometime around that same time, which I'm very excited about. AMC's series of interview with a vampire has been announced and don't have much more information about that but if i don't have to watch tom cruise be listat i am all over this shit let's see what, <laughs> let's make this happen why the last man premieres tonight at 901 uh california time they- Try and stay up. Why the last man is happening? I know. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about and that. And we since found we... out that the very excellent Charlie Jane Anders <sighs> is um, a writer on the show, and, and Elliot really Fletcher, happy. the very awesome trans actor, is one of the. Um, actors and uh when you watch the you can tell that in 20 years since the first book uh dropped that they have done some uh, some work on their vocabulary because in the very first moments of the uh 
trailer that they show at the movie theater, they say, uh, what, am I the only man left? And there's the only one with the Y chromosome. So they're learning and they're growing, and that's really awesome. And I'm actually really excited. I hope they don't fuck this up. Me too. We have been talking about this show since we started recording this podcast. Totally. So let's see what happens. Uh, Shadow and Bone Season 2 is confirmed. Uh, the, The scripts are written. The shooting has not begun yet. Very excited about that. Sadder news, Michael K. Williams, who played uh, Omar on The Wire and Montrose on uh, Lovecraft Country, really, really great. Oh, and Hap on Hap and Leonard. I think it was Hap. I can't remember. Um, Really, really great actor who did not shy away from strong black queer roles. uh, Passed away this weekend at his home of a heroin overdose and... I don't think since Philip Seymour Hoffman have I read a piece of news about a celebrity death where I actually cried. And I'll miss you, Michael K. Williams. You were really fucking important to a lot of people. And you were funny and talented and a spark. And we'll miss you and rest well. Yeah. And as I've seen many the memes say, tell God Omar's coming. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I've still not watched The Wire. And now that I... I didn't actually even know he was a queer character. Yeah. And I'm just like... I only know him as Montrose from Lovecraft yep. Country. I'm way behind on everything, but I'm like, wow, this whole show with him is like a yep. central character. Now? Omar like, is a badass, yeah. openly gay, yeah. almost vigilante, complicated. Like, complicated. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, I need and to watch The Wire. And Elba's in that, too, yeah. by the by. Yeah. <laughs> so... Cool. The Wire's great. Michael K. Williams, cool. we will Sad. fucking yeah. miss you. Absolutely. Thank you for what you did. Yeah. Um, should What'd I do, you my, do Justin? my list? Yeah. yeah, I saw Coda. Uh, this is the buzzy. I don't know if it won Sundance. Like it was a big award winner somewhere. Uh, this is a movie about a uh, fictional movie about uh, children of deaf adult adult. Which I love that they've been careful to be like not adults adult to right. account for single parents. Um, this I was very curious about this movie just for a lot of reasons, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It's sweet. It's saccharine. It's a very kind of Hollywood-ish movie, but about people that you don't normally see at all, and it's very precise about those people in a way that I really found refreshing, and kind of all of the complications that if you were the one hearing child in a predominantly deaf family, what that would feel like. It is very kind to everybody it seems to be a theme this week it's very like not um you know it sees like the the parents played by man marley matlin still killing oh. it um she's so great in this movie and so beautiful and just so fun to watch and they're like fun sexual like adults who are like have their own marriage issues and they're like kind of find the hearing world hilarious and that it's like very funny it's a very sweet funny movie um I will say I did talk to my friend Jenny. Jenny, shout out. Sorry we didn't get you on the podcast, but she is an actual uh, children of of deaf adults. And there is a whole thing where, spoilers for Coda, where she wants to be a singer. And that is a powerful, and I'm sure it's based on some real thing, where it's like her, of course, her family can't hear her and appreciate what she does. And she gets her father to put her hands on her throat to kind of understand what she's doing. It made me weep. I thought it was really moving. I talked to my friend Jenny. She was like, that is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I liked the movie. It was sweet. That is something that would never, ever happen. And it was kind of like weird and creepy. And it was like almost ruined the movie for me. But the rest of it was great. (laughs) So... um, Yeah, it was interesting just kind of hearing people's perspective on it. Yeah, um, I would also like to recommend if you saw this movie and are thinking about it, um, uh, the fantastic podcast now called Maximum Film. It used to be called Who Shot Ya? Uh, They get Moshe Kasher, uh, who is also a children of uh, deaf adults, uh, Berkeley comedian writer. um, It's also a children child. What's that? You said he's also a children of. Uh, oh, he's a children of deaf adults. I yes, but he would be off. a child of. Oh, yes, he's a child. <laughs> um, and he's really great on this podcast, and he talks about his experience, and he had some very similar things to say that Jenny did, which is like that it saw a lot of the specificity about that dynamic and was very kind and generous, but also it was a very, like, Hollywood version of it, which, you there know... There were some saccharines thrown exactly, in. Exactly. Worked on me. Um, they're definitely... 
you know, worst ways to spend your, your time if you have Apple TV. Uh, I saw Shang-Chi. I went by myself to the movies. Um, I love my mo- solo movie dates. Uh, Fanny was out of town, and I decided I would go see the movie by myself. I did have to sit next to people, which I did not care yeah. for. Um, and they were at least good and had their mask on, but I was a little too close for comfort. Uh, I, this movie is... Uh, it's again like it's the the weight of representation and sort of being this first like Asian led Marvel film I think kind of undid it in a way um, for me personally I get that people are loving it and really responding to it 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 is fine it is sweet it is Marvel competent in the way that most of these movies are um, I do really like uh, the lead, um, who's from Kim's Convenience, Simu Lu, I believe is his name. He's really fun. He's like sexy. He's like a great action star. There's a scene on a bus in like the streets of Oakland, Aquafina, who I like got confused about earlier, is hilarious in this movie doing her. Like, usual... I do know Aquafina's yeah. name. Yeah, <laughs> um, she is great in this movie um, as the sort of comic. Uh, you know, relief, and there's a fun little sub- subplot about her. Michelle Yeoh's in this movie, Tony uh, Leung's in this movie. They're great. Um, there's a lot to like about this movie. It just falls into the like Marvel, like, it ends up being a very, and they don't really show this in the previews, it ends up being a very like rich Chinese kind of fable, like, all of that sort of mythical creatures and stuff, but just a lot of bad CG and like long action scenes that have no weight to them. I got a little bored. It's two hours and 20 minutes. I got a little bored. I can't lie. Um, the, the, the. Suicide, suicide Squad, <laughs> which I did not put the the in. Can you point um, it out to me last time? We so talked I had... about this a few weeks ago and Fanny enjoyed it. And, but you know, we had a funny conversation where I was texting her watching it. Like ah, the violence and the gore aren't really bothering me. And she's like, that's why I don't answer that question because I never know what the heck's going to bother you. Um, it is true. I found this movie surprisingly delightful. Um, it is weird. Everything Fanny said is 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 right. I think I almost enjoyed it more than she did. It's very. I didn't not enjoy yeah, it. It's very. It it's like it is all the things that you saw in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. But if he had been a little more free to do what he wanted and less constrained by the Marvel kind of straitjacket, uh, the cast in this movie is pitch perfect. Um, just so very true. F- funny and like weird it's just a weird sweet it's little a really mo- weird movie <laughs> yeah and i enjoyed its weirdness yep. more than i thought i was going to uh the other two is back uh it is on hbo max and i've talked a lot about this show um it was on comedy central before i believe but now that it's on there true. um who told is, you it was back who? uh fanny who? did who? uh fanny likes to show a little less than i do but i love it i'm so happy it's back there is a whole subplot uh, in this second season with molly shannon now is a talk show host and she's so good and so funny and like unexpectedly sweet i think again a theme of this episode is like things that are sort of cynical but then end up pulling back and, and having a sweetness um which you know works sometimes and doesn't and i it works for me in this show uh only murders in the building on who see martin martin short I adore these guys. They're great. Uh, They're doing this parody of true crime and podcasting. Maisie hates it. Where they are in an Upper East Side building and they team up with Selena Gomez. And I've heard she's great. She's so funny and so flat, kind of deadpan in a way that I did not expect. It is a very, like, pretty spot-on satire of, like, true, like you will feel a little seen and a little judged in this, Fanny. Excellent. Um, I feel like whatever we ordered for, di- ordered for dinner, we don't know, yes, is here. Yes, it's here. Um, I will say, there's a creepy thing with Martin Short and, um, like, younger women and, like, that shopkeeper. I, like, I don't want there to be news. I, te- you know, I hope this is not a thing. Martin Short, uh, see Martin, I hope I'm just totally wrong here, but... There's Steve something Martin does off. like a younger woman. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm, there's something about it that feels a little predatory, and I hope I'm wrong. Um, but anyways, I'm enjoying this. I'll keep watching it at my own pace, and I hope that I'm wrong. I don't. This is like a very. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. Off, we'll yeah. talk off mic. Okay. Uh, Ted Lasso is also back. Apple TV. <sighs> I don't even know how to begin with the show. It's a show that I keep watching, and I want to like, and I really like Jason Sudeikis, and I liked. There's a point in this season where I was basically like, he's so obnoxious that I hope the show is going to reconcile with how obnoxiously cheery and chipper he is. Because if it doesn't, it's just a show about how, like, 
chipper Americans are actually not as terrible as you think. And guess what? Spoiler, we are. So I was like, the show better address this. Um, it started to, and I got really excited, and everybody was talking about how it's dealing with mental health. Spoiler alert, Ted Lasso has a panic attack and becomes open to going to some therapy to deal all? with it. Um, it I, Wait, I'm sorry. He has a panic attack. A panic attack. And is open to going to therapy. Yep. And resist therapy for an entire episode, and then the next episode, yeah, that's Fanny. I'm right there with you. And, I just turned my back. And it feels a little like all a closed-off, overly chipper, but still sweet uh, straight man needs to do is just you know be open to hearing some critique or nope. there's a whole thing of like telling the truth, and you tell something bad that happened to him as a kid, and it's like really like this is. This is what this is doing. I was really disappointed in the way this played out. Um, nope. It's. I, I think I'm kind of done with the show. I said this last season, though. The actors are charming. I actually really like the women in this show. I think are fun and um, way more interesting. Uh, what if uh, the Disney Marvel thing that I complained about last episode? There have been two new episodes. Well, a couple more episodes, I think, since I last talked about it. There's a delightful uh, Doctor Strange one that I highly recommend. It's the one time I think the show has actually earned its animated. Kind of, I have heard this from more. It's really more than a fun, few people. and I wish it had all been like that. Uh, the next one that aired was a zombie one, which was ridiculous and surprisingly violent and gory for Disney. No, did it bother you? Um, no, Who would have known? I was just a little shocked. I mean, there's people like bursting out of people's bodies and decapitation, and I was like, what's happening here? Um, but it was fun, but it also was not very good. This show is generally just a huge disappointment. Um, do better, Disney. You got all this money, like, animated. Like, you have such a great story template yeah, here do. to, like, yeah. You have so all the good, money in yeah. the world and a lot of shit yeah. shoved up your ass. And this is what you're doing. Sorry. <laughs> um, count me in. This is a documentary about drummers. Um, I have been in bands over the years, as you may know, or not, or not care. Um, the I, only answerman I've ever wanted to know how to play was the drums. I and I have no rhythm. I have always wanted to be a drummer, and I have a pretty good rhythm. And it's a fun documentary. I enjoyed it, except it definitely t- 15 minutes in, I was like, why are all these white people... Oh, it's directed by a British person. It's like, let's face it, every fucking pop or rock drummer is stealing from black culture. And yes. for this documentary to not even address this was a little shocking. Yes. Um, if you want to see David Grohl and whoever else... I don't. ...talking about how fun Keith Moon is playing in The Who, then... I'm not interested yeah, in Yeah, it's actually... I think you would hate it. I feel like it's kind of a failure as a documentary. No offense to the Rolling um, Stone guy who just died, who seems to Charlie be a Watts, lovely... Yeah. Charlie Watts and his beautiful, lovely wife of many, many years and all of their wonderful outfits that I haven't seen pictures of. No offense to you. You seem like a... Great guy. I do not want to see a, a documentary about a bunch of white guys playing the drums. And it's so in love with British white guys playing the drums, and it was a little disappointing. Um, what we do in the shadows uh, is back on FX. Uh, it's I, this show's wearing its welcome out a little bit. I'm sad to hear this. I haven't watched yet, but I'm sad because I love. I already I love felt this that in second so season a little bit. Like it's it's a fun show. There's certainly worse things you can watch. I just feel like it's. It's I've probably thing. watched them. Yeah. Whatever the worst things are. Yeah. It's just, I, we get it. I don't know. I might be just kind of done with it. Adventure Time finished its Distance Land series um, where they were focusing on different characters. This could be the last Adventure Time we see. And the final episode landed on Peppermint Butler, who is the piece of peppermint candy who works for Princess Bumblegum, who has always been like, hinted to be a master wizard of the dark arts and like dark occult stuff but he's like a piece of peppermint candy with a bow tie except occasionally he calls on really scary dark arts i love the character he's a supporting character he's got a british accent he's like you know this funny actually it's not a british accent it's a weird butler accent um and this episode butler is a genre of accent that's the, true the plot of this is that he ha- creates a junior version of himself to essentially go to uh, you know, Hogwarts to basically be like, learn like more dark art stuff. He's like setting a piece of himself back. So there's like a junior and it's like, oh, will this person become as bad or evil? It's a kind of a Harry Potter satire, obviously. It's kind of funny. It should have not been the last thing that we saw of Adventure Time. I'm very confused why this was, it's so like, it's like if you ended, I don't know, like, you know, the 
I don't know, some epic thing and it landed on some tiny minor character. It was very odd. Um, I started reading Growing Things by Charles, uh, Paul Tremblay, an author that we love. Uh, I read the first story. Be friends I with us, Paul Tremblay. Couldn't go to sleep. It's too scary. I'm going to keep so reading scary. it. I have to read it during the daytime. Um, I'm also reading The Night Strangers by Chris Bojalian. I don't know how you say his name. Bojalian. I think it's pronounced some very, very Something boring different. way. Okay. Because uh, I've looked it up before. Bojalian. Yeah. Bo- 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 uh, it's like this- Bojalian. Isn't he the... Keep talking, but didn't he... <laughs> Keep this talking. is a book about a guy that is not Sully, the guy who landed uh, the plane in the Hudson and saved all the people. It's a guy who has a moment where he's like, I could be Sully, and then he doesn't. And then he's haunted by the fact that it's really hard to be a hero and pull off miraculous luck, and is haunted by that. That's a great premise. I'm really into the idea of this book. It's really scary so far. There's a creepy door that has a million bolts in a basement. Oh, I was um, right. What is it? He wrote The Flight Attendant, the book of The Flight Attendant. Oh, interesting. Okay. I knew I had recognized him He's because really planes, of... planes, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like this book. Again, it's scary. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to read it at night. Uh, drag Race All-Stars. Me and my sad, sad Drag Race addiction. One thing I will say is they had their first trans winner, Kylie Sonique Love, who was way back on episode two as the sort of like somewhat vapid, like, you know, dance queen or whatever the sexy thin dance queen has come out uh, as trans in the years since and has not really been heard from much since then a really sweet lovely like contestant who um, I think really was like competing in a way of like I'm gonna make some of the trans sort of like like stuff my story and part of my presentation like thinking about like oh yeah drag can also address my sort of thoughts as a trans artist um so i was super happy about that that's it, awesome it felt a little like too a little too late tokeny i get it all but i'm yeah. also happy to see uh her win so go kylie good Sonique, for you love do you want to know how to pronounce the name uh yes <laughs> it's bojalian bojalian okay that's way better than what i said yes. um all right Benny, where can they tell us thoughts about anything we talked about? You can about? tell us how to pronounce your name at Facebook. You can search for the next podcast and find us there and tell us how to pronounce your name or somebody else's name, whatever you want to do. Uh, tell us what you thought about any of the stuff that we talked about tonight or what you're thinking about in pop culture. Also, you can find us on Twitter at the Knicks Podcast. You can send us an email if you want. Nobody ever does. But that is um, at uh, emotionandnicks at gmail.com. And I am on Twitter at Fanny V darling and i'm a justin hartung we'll talk to you next time have a good week or whenever we'll see you next